listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heart Seas Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. Give Jesus a hand, amen. Give him a shout. I tell you, this, I didn't even need to preach after this dance. I'm going to tell you, listen, I, I was at every, I was there. I've been there. I've been here. Okay. I've been everywhere, man. They, somebody wrote a song about that. I've been everywhere, man. I don't know who sang it. I don't, know, I don't even like country music. I never did like country music. I don't know anybody can like country music here. I'm going to pray for you, brother. Okay. I mean, but, uh, you know, Al, hey. Praise God, he says he knows Jesus. But I just want to, let me just tell you. Years ago, I was on a horse, okay? Before that, I was doing horse, okay? But, I, but uh, some of you that ever did heroin, you know what I mean. But uh, I met Pastor P. I was on a horse. He came to an outreach that we had at our church called Cowboy Christmas. And the first time we met, I was on a horse. And I'm going to tell you, I had no idea at that time that God was going to put us together, and I'll tell you, our church has been right behind Hardee's. Every, every, everything that Hardee's has done, it seems like God has always had us right behind. Now, y'all didn't start my time yet, right? Listen, introduction don't count towards my time. <laughs> Honor doesn't count towards my time, okay? Uh, so, but I, I met Pastor P, and, and, and we developed this friendship. And I'm telling you, he, he, has, been, he has been a lifesaver for me. Okay, I just want to thank you, brother. Give him a hand. I'd still get emotional. Hey, you know what? It's okay for men to weep. It's okay for men to cry. You know, I was brought up that men don't cry, but then I read in the Bible that David wept. Right? Paul wept. Jesus wept. And these are mighty men. So uh, praise God. I just love you, Pastor Philip. I love your wife, Kelly. I love all you guys. I love Robert. Amiga, amazing people. The staff here, you guys have done an amazing job. Give yourselves a hand. Hallelujah. All the speakers, Kristen, Pastor Dinkle, Bobby, all you guys. You guys done, Chad, you've done a great job. Everybody's done a great job. Robert, uh, you know, and I'm truly humbled to be here. Uh, at this time, you know, you know, you ever heard, I would not want to be anywhere else in the world but here. I, I'll tell you that I wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world but here because this is where God has placed me for this time. So as we, as we get into the message preparing for battle, I don't know, how many of you guys have kids? you ever have a battle with your kid? I know you've never had a battle. With Judah, I mean, you just never had that. But there's a little boy, and and he his mama told him to go to the bathroom and brush his teeth. So as as little boys, you know, I mean, listen, we like men, you know, men, we're gonna do two things, you know, men can multitask, 
Okay, come on, I didn't get any amen from women on that. But men can, so the little boy went in the bathroom, and, and he's doing number one, he's brushing his teeth. You know, and all of a sudden, his toothbrush fell in the toilet. So he starts hollering, Mama, Mama, Mama. Well, you know what? I'm, when, when, you know that voice, my mothers, when your kid hollers that voice, you know that. So she drops everything, she runs in there. He goes, My toothbrush fell in the toilet. So she picked it up and he's crying, you know, his favorite toothbrush. It was probably like, I don't know, Barney or Dummy, I don't know what it was, but you know, one of them ones that you buy. And, and uh, so she picked up, he goes, She goes, Well, now we got to throw it away. So when he takes off and he comes back in and he go and he's got her toothbrush. He says, Mama, we gotta throw this one away too. She goes, No, 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 we don't have to throw that one away. He goes, Yeah, we do, because same thing happened it a week ago. <laughs> and the battle was on. <laughs> so mama, you don't know what's going on sometimes. Watch it, you better check your toothbrush when you get home. You know what I mean? Yeah, get a yeah, get a new one on the way home. You know, I would tell you that that uh, God uses your past to help you fight the battle. God's never waste a hurt. Okay, all the hurts that you've been through, God is going to use them to help you fight the battle. Okay, and uh, I, I just want to tell you before I really get started, I want to honor my wife. My wife has been behind me. Uh, beside me, uh, I'm telling you, she is an amazing woman. Uh, I got my daughter here, Tataya, who's uh, just an amazing girl. She is now the the uh, president of the student body at River Parish Community College. Amen. Give her a hand. Uh, I got a good friend of mine, Allison, who's just retiring from our military after 24 years in the Coast Guard. So uh, I'm just honored to be here. So So why are we losing the battle? Okay, we shouldn't be. Okay, because the battle's already won. But we're going to look at, you know, preparing for the battle. And, and the question we have to ask ourselves, uh, why are we not prepared? Because, you know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we wait until we're in the middle of the battle to try to prepare for the battle, and therefore we lose the battle. You know, the, the, the problem with us is, as Christians, we think God is this genie that, we, that he's in a lamp, and we're in the middle of the battle. We rub it three times, and God, and he pops out and says, give me three wishes. That's not who God is. He could be, but that's not who he is. See, he wants us to prepare for the battle before the battle happens. And that's what we're going to look at today. How do we prepare for the battle? You know, we're, some of us are already wounded. Some of us are already fallen before we ever prepare. And then, let me just tell you, right now, if I asked you, do you know anybody right now that is carnage from the battle, that is laying on the side of the road dead right now from the battle? I can tell you, you can name me two or three people because they hadn't prepared for the battle. And I'll tell you, when we prepare for the battle, we have to prepare all three Parts of our triune being. You know, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says, Now may the, the God of peace himself satisfy you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is a total preparation. 
You can't prepare one area and be ready for the battle. Now, listen, I could have took the easy way out, and I could have just preached on the full armor of God. Preparing for the battle. I mean, it fits right. But let me tell you, it's a whole lot deeper than that. So we're going to look at right now. If you look at the, 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 the spirit, the soul, and the body, right there, that's what it is. The pneuma, which is the spirit, the Holy Spirit, it's your faith, it's your hope, it's your prayer, it's your worship. Let me tell you, without Jesus, you can't prepare that. Then you have the psyche, which is the soul. That's your thoughts, your emotions. That's where the battle takes place. And, and either one or two things feed that. Either your soma, your body, your sight, your smell, your hearing, your touching, your tasting. It feeds that, that psyche. Or you're getting fed from the spirit. So you're either fed from the bottom or you're fed from the top. So you have to prepare all three. You have to prepare all three. That's who we are. God made us that way. He's, he's a triune God. We're triune beings. We're made in the image of God. So as we prepare for the battle, what information are you, t- are you getting your information from? Are you getting it from what? Are you getting it from the flesh? Are you getting it from the, the outer man? Are you getting it from the inner man? Or are you getting it from the Holy Spirit? And that's where the battle lies. You see, the, the inner man in Romans eight sixteen it says, The Spirit himself bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. People say, well, how do you know you're saved? Because his spirit bears witness with my spirit. The first time I met Pastor P, his, the Jesus in him fell in love with the Holy Spirit in me. And the Jesus in me fell in love with the Holy Spirit in him. You ever meet somebody and you know automatically your spirits match? Just Jesus. That's Jesus. See, most people, to, to prepare for the battle, most Christians are going through what I call an identity crisis. Because let me tell you, not only will the world tell you who you are, but in church I heard, when I, listen, I got saved February 26, 1990. And I got into an old-fashioned church that all I had heard every Sunday was, you're a sinner saved by grace. There's no power in that. Okay, yes, I am a sinner, and I need to be saved by grace, but that, that, they, they, they stopped it right there. That was all I ever was. So I left church every Sunday feeling beat down, feeling unworthy. And then I started reading the Bible, and the Bible says, no, 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 no. And the Holy Spirit started speaking to me, and he says, no, 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 you're much more than that. You're much more than that. You know, you look at Romans eight thirty seven. What does it say? We're more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors. Not just conquerors. You're more than conquerors. Man, I, listen, I started walking with my chest out a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm like, bring it on. If I'm more than a conqueror, and then, you know, knowing who we are in Christ, to know who we are in Christ, we've got to stop believing the lies of the enemy. And even, listen, don't get me wrong, even some of the lies that are told from the pulpit. Because we're more than a conqueror. We're more than a sinner saved by grace. The Bible says in in 2 Corinthians 5.20 that I'm an ambassador. That means God gives gives me the information to go and tell somebody else. 
So if we're going to prepare for the battle, we got to know who we are in Christ. Listen, if you're sitting out there today, let me just tell you what. You're more than a conqueror. You're an ambassador. You're co-heirs with Jesus. I don't understand that, but I believe it. He says, wherever Jesus is, I got. You realize that I got all the inheritance that Jesus has. You have all the inheritance that Jesus. I don't understand that, but I believe it. And then he says, I'm heirs to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. That is amazing. You know what else he says? He says, we're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. This is much more than a sinner saved by grace. So if we're going to prepare for the battle, first of all, we've got to know who we are. Let me tell you, you're sitting here right now, and, and, and as I'm preaching, it's the devil saying, you're not that. You're not that. Let me just tell you, the battle for your mind is in, is in constant, constant warfare. See, when you win the battle of the mind, the inner man, the spirit, you know, some also have to stop being religious and realize that a relationship with Jesus Christ is the only way we're going to prepare and win the battle. That's the only way. There's no other way. Knowing who you are in Christ gives you confidence. And, and we're going to have to have confidence in the inner man to win the battle. Listen, I, I, I'll, just, I'll just lay you a little bit. Of, I'm not going to tell you my whole testimony. When I got saved, I had a $1,000 a week cocaine habit. Okay, I, I remember, and, and before I get to the next point, I remember sitting there watching TV, watching the, the, the funeral of John Belushi, and we were speedballing, shooting up heroin and cocaine, and it killed John Belushi. And we're sitting there watching it. You know what we're thinking? It ain't going to happen to me. Some of you are in the middle of the battle right now. Some of you just came out of a battle. But let me just tell you, every one of us are getting ready to go into a battle. We're going into a battle. Okay, if you step out, like Bobby was preaching about, and you step out on your purpose, when you step out on your purpose, when you open that door, the enemy's going to be right outside. And you're going to have to fight some battles. You know, we heard from Stephen Furtick, and he says, Listen, everybody, all I got to do is say, are you ready for the harvest? And everybody says, yeah. He says, well, the harvest is hard work. The harvest is a battle. When you step out on your purpose, it's going to be a battle. And you get ready for it. And that's what we're here to, today. That's why we're here this weekend. And then as, as we prepare the inner man, we got to prepare the outer man, which is the soul, the psyche. Listen, we got to take on the mind of Christ. You know, I, for years I used to hear my pastors tell me, you got to take on the mind of Christ. You got to take on the mind of Christ. You got to take on the mind of Christ. You know what I was sitting right, I was sitting over here going, how do I do that? You got to take on the mind of Christ. Please tell me how to do that. And he never told me that. But you know what? The Holy Spirit, I'm reading, I'm reading one day in Philippians 4, 8, and the Holy Spirit says, that's the mind of Christ. That's the mind of Christ. If you look at the screen, it's right there. Whatever things are what? True. Whatever things are noble. Whatever things are just. Whatever things are pure. Whatever things are lovely. 
Whenever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So when the enemy, when the memories of your childhood and your daddy told you, you'll never amount to nothing. When your daddy told you, like mine told me, I'm going to trade you for a goat and then I'm going to kill the goat. When all them memories come flooding in, you got to take control of your thoughts. And you know how you do that? In the name of Jesus. I'm going down the road one day, and I'm praising God. I'm listening to Casting Crowns back in 2002, and I'll never forget it hit me. I started thinking about all the old parties I used to go to and all the old girlfriends and all the old things I used to do. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I take that thought, and I cast it out. And it went out. But you know what? It came right back in. And I did it again. I said, in the name of Jesus, I take that thought captive and I cast it out. And guess what happened? It came right back in. But you know what? Fifteen years later, I don't fight that battle like I used to because I've won that battle. But now when it comes in, listen, the devil knows he can't do that to me anymore. Now, it'll come in, but it's going out and it stays out a whole lot longer than it used to. So you got to get into the habit of taking your thoughts captive because that's where it gets you. That's why it's so important if you belong to this church right here. This is your lifeline. Be here when the doors are open. See, people say, well, it's optional. No, it's not. Not if you're going to win the battle. If you want to lose some battles and win some battles, come when you want. If you want to lose a lot more than you win, hey, come when you want. But if you want to win the battles, you better be in church every time the doors open. And you need to be serving. Let me tell you, you won't find a better pastor than Pastor P. Give him a hand. The outer man, the psyche, the soul. The mind of Christ. Let me just tell you that I left here last night. Man, I was blessed. Whew, what a blessed. Was anybody not blessed? Okay, somebody raise your Listen, we, we need, you need counseling? Okay, we'll counsel with you. We're going to pray over you, and then we're going to counsel you. Because if you didn't feel the Holy Spirit in this place last night, you need a good Holy Spirit in Roto-Roto. It was good. The third area we need to plant, we need to prepare for the battle for is the outer man, the flesh. Woo! Watch out. The soma. Let me tell you what. The soma will get you. The soma will get you every time. The flesh. Look what it says in Romans 8, 12, and 13. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, living to the flesh. But if you live according to the flesh, you will what? You will die. You will lose the battle. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. The lust of the flesh, the pride of life. See, that's the battle. The battle is the flesh. That's the emotions. That's the feelings. That's the smell. You're trying to quit smoking, and you walk into a room, and you smell it. 
And the first thing you do is what? I got to get me some. See, you talk, you heard Chad talk about being, being the designated driver. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good way of saying, you know what? I'm going to sin and look good. I'm going to look good while I'm sinning because I'm going to be the designated driver. See, we fight, we fight the flesh all the time. I fight the flesh. Listen, I fight the flesh even in our marriage. You know, my wife tells me something I don't like. Hey, I'm a rooster, baby. I'm going I'm to I'm give the hen a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah, Robert knows what I mean. You see, it comes out in everything. Everything we do, we can, we can be in the flesh. Amen? But see, there's, we got to fight the battle. We got to win the battle. We got to prepare for the battle in the inner man, the spirit, the soma. We got the, the outer man, the, the soul, the psyche, the mind of Christ. We got to put on and the outer man, the flesh, the soma. Listen, that's the three areas that we got to prepare. How do you prepare for that? You got to have spiritual disciplines. You got spiritual disciplines. You got to get up in the morning and say, God, you know what? I'm, I'm getting ready to give you the secret, the secret to preparing and winning the battles. I'm going to give you the secret. I, listen, God woke me up at 2.30 last night and added this to this message. The secret of winning the battles. But see, we got to prepare all three areas because here's the bottom line. The bottom line is <clears throat> if we don't prepare, we're not going to win. And look, I, I was an athletic director. I coached high school football and high school basketball and high school baseball. And, man, I'm going to tell you, my players did not like me a whole lot of times. I'm going to be honest with you. How many of you guys played high school sports? How many of you guys ever been on a winning team? How many of you guys really fell in love with your coach? I mean, if you're winning, listen, I'm going to tell you what, I demanded things out of my team. I remember one practice, we ran the same play in football for two and a half hours. My players were sick of me. We're going to run it again. My assistant coach said, Coach, what is going on? I said, listen, until we get this play perfect, we're going to keep running it. They thought I was nuts. In fact, my assistant coach said, Coach, this ain't no way to coach. Well, Friday night we scored four touchdowns on that same play. They loved me then. But see, what I'm telling you, that is, it's a, it's a discipline. We've got to have disciplines in our life. We've got to wake up every morning. If you really love Jesus, let me tell you, I love my wife. I've been married to her for 28 years. Pray for her because she's been married. She's been, hey, give her a hand. Give her a hand. Because... Because I'll tell you, she's been married to three different men over the 28 years. Okay? And she's probably going to be married to a fourth one because I'm getting better. Amen? I ain't going back. But here it is. Here's the secret to preparing for the battle. Y'all ready? We got to prepare the inner, the outer, right? The mind of Christ. We got to prepare for all that. Okay? Here's the secret. To prepare for the battle. This, this is going to be weird. I know you're going to think it's weird. But to prepare for the battle, you got to fall in love. you got to fall in love with Jesus. To prepare for the battle and to win the battle, you got to fall in love with Jesus. 
I didn't say know him. I didn't say give your life to him. I said you got to fall in love with him. I said that when I met my wife, I called her every day from the ship that I was on in the military. I sent her nice little teddy bears in crates that said, I love you. And I sent her flowers. And, and, and people say, well, well, how did you get your wife to marry you? Same way most of y'all did. You lied. <laughs> Come on now. And in football, you know what I, when you marry somebody like my wife, you know what I did? I outpunted my coverage. That's what I did, okay? I married up, but I lied to her. And let me just tell you, I didn't marry my wife for love. I didn't know what love was, okay? Because I had been physically abused, sexually abused, mentally abused, verbally abused. Listen, I was, I was sexually abused by my brother when I was 10 years old. Repeatedly, night after night, I was I was sexually abused in a public restroom when I was twelve. Glory to God! People say, "Well, how how come you like you are?" I said, "Because I know a risen Savior. His name's Jesus, and it doesn't matter where you come from. You can't have power in the present and the, the future holding on to your past. You got to let it go. Some of you in this room have been abused, and you're still holding on to unforgiveness, and you're still locked in to them people that did that to you, and you're going to stay locked in until you forgive them and break that chain. Don't use abuse as an excuse. Don't use it. Let me tell you, I was not abused. Here we go. I was being equipped. I was being equipped. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, okay? I would go through it all again to have what I have now. Listen, my brother that abused me, I can be in the same room with him now. I can sit down and have lunch with him. I don't have a problem with it because I'm not in bondage anymore. He is. See, live free. I love this conference. I love it because let me tell you what, there's no matter what you've been through in your life, there's no matter what you've been through in your life, you can be set free. But you got to fall in love with Jesus. He's the only way. Let me tell you, getting back to my wife. I married her. You know why I married her? Because I lusted her. I lusted her. I lusted the car she drove. I lusted her body. I didn't love her because I didn't know how to love. But let me just tell you, you're looking at a man that was filled with hate at one time because of all the abuse. All I wanted to do was fight. I fought all the time. And then let me just tell you, I'm living proof that the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God Almighty that can take a man filled with hate, drain him, and fill him with love. He's the only one that can do that. There's no program that can do it. There's no psychi- psychiatrical evaluation that can do it. There's no psychologist that can do it. There's no psychiatrist that can do it. It's only Jesus Christ. You need to fall in love with him. But you can't love the things of this world. See, some people, especially addicts. Now, people say, well, are you a recovering addict? I said, no, I'm not. I'm not a recovering addict. I'm a born-again believer washed in the blood of Jesus. I'm not a recovering addict. I'm not who I used to be. Let me just tell you right now. I'm not who I used to be. 
I'm not who I want to be, but I'm not who I'm going to be. Because I love Jesus. And we got to love Jesus. You look at, you look at 1 John 2.15. Do not love the things of this world. If you, anyone loves the world, see, you can't be in love with Jesus and be in love with the world. You say, yes, I can. You, no, that's not what the Bible says. Says you look what it says. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him or her. I know some of you women say that's just for the men. No, it's for you too. First Corinthians thirteen one. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass. Or what's well, a good thing them drums are, are caged up because I'd be banging on them cymbals right now. What does it say? Or, or clanging symbol. That means if you don't have the love of Jesus in you, you haven't fallen in love and you're just making noise. You're going in front of your, your friends and you're making noise. You've got to fall in love with Jesus if you're going to win the battle. That's the secret. And then one of my favorite verses of all, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Wow, what a verse. What verses? Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Let me just tell you, you're losing the battle. You know, we've, we've talked about a lot of addictions. Let me tell you one of the worst addictions that you can ever have. And every one of us have it here. Some of us are just not addicted to it. But we have it. It's called P-R-I-D-E. You can't win the battles if you're full of pride because you can't love Jesus and be full of pride because that's what it said. Love suffers long and it's kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Boy, some people like to parade themselves. I, th- I think, you know, God was caging. You know, love does not parade itself. I don't know if that's good English or not, but it's, it's preaching, Okay. It's not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Now I won't see the hand of anybody in here has never behaved rudely. Hey, yeah, I'm telling you. Okay. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in inequity, but rejoices in truth. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. So if you're going to win the battle, you got to love Jesus. Because if you love Jesus, all this stuff we talked about, you'll get rid of it. You'll get rid of it. So the secret to preparing for the battle is love Jesus. 1 Corinthians 3.13, I mean 13.13 says, look at this. And now faith, love, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is what? Guys, I'm going to tell you, you got you to you fall in love with Jesus. You got to get up in the morning thinking about Jesus. You got to go to bed at night thinking about Jesus. You say, well, that sounds like a Jesus freak. That's exactly what it is. I remember the day I got saved, February 26, 1990. I went and told my wife, I said, honey, I got saved today. You know what she told me? Great. Now you're going to be a Jesus freak. 26 years later, I'm still a Jesus freak. Okay. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Michael's up here. 
I thought they gave me grace for the introduction, but I guess they didn't. Let me just tell you that you can't manipulate in love. You can't lie in love. You can't envy in love. You can't be evil in love. You can't behave rudely in love. You can't provoke in love. You can't fake in love. See, I think the problem, one of the biggest problems in our churches today is pride and hypocrisy. Hypocrisy and love don't go together. We need to fall in love with Jesus. Because if we're going to win the battle, we're going to win it with love. We're going to win it with love. When you fall in love with Jesus, and in 1 Peter 5, it says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. Let me tell you what, Jesus loves you. And he wants you to cast your cares upon him. Listen. Can you imagine being Joshua? Can you imagine you've heard all these years you're going into the promised land, and Joshua says, yeah, now I've been chosen to go into the promised land. I mean, me, you, we just thought going into the promised land, man, we're going to go in there, I mean, and we're going to sit back, and we're going to get a suntan. I mean, we're going to go. It's going to be like going to Aruba or something. He said, no, Joshua, you're going to have to fight battles every day of your life. But you know what? Joshua didn't mind because the Lord was with him. Joshua didn't mind because he loved Jesus. Because Joshua didn't mind because he he says, you know what? Casting all your cares upon me because I care for you. Let me just tell you, we're going to fight some battles. I say bring it on. Don't run from a battle. Because I tell you, the battles will strengthen you. And I listen, there's nobody I want to have on my side but, but Pastor Pete. But Pastor Pete. Pastor Robert, Pastor Chad, he's getting ready to fight some battles. He's starting a church. He's getting ready to fight some battles. Pastor Bobby, fighting battles. 64 men. Don't, listen, most of them don't know who they are. They think they know who they are. He's pouring his life into them. We're going to fight some battles. I'm ready. I don't know about you. Don't run from a battle. you got Jesus Christ on your side. you got all the, listen, the same power that parted the Red Sea, the same power that raised Lazarus from the dead lives inside of you. Don't run from the battle. Because when you win the battle, not only does, does the world see you winning the battle, but it strengthens you. It strengthens your triune body that God gave you. And this is the last point I want to make. I want you to look at the screen. Look at what it says. Love prepares you for, for the battle. Out of love comes unity. You know what that unity is? You and Jesus. You got the triune you and the triune God 
That's, that's six beings that are together. Unity, and out of unity comes power. Don't run from the battle. Just say, God, let me just tell you. I've got a minute left. I want everybody, I just hold your hand up like this. That's what you've been doing for a long time. Let me just tell you, you're not going to win the battle like this. You're going to win the battle like this. You're going to win the battle like this. You've got to give it to him. You've got to give it to him. Quit holding on to what you you got bitterness. Quit holding on to it. You got unforgiveness. Quit holding on to it. You got an addiction to that or this. You, you're full of pride. Quit holding on to it. See, you're worried about a battle outside, and you got a battle raging inside because you won't release it. Would you release it today? Would you release it? Would you release your future to God today? Would you fall in love with Jesus all over again? Everybody will stand. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's word into effect. At Heartseas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.